I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. One of our missions is to positively impact one billion people. The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. How's it, virtual reality enthusiasts? Welcome back to Exponential Africa, where on today's show we are chatting to Rachel Sibley, who is a guest speaker at Singularity University and has an amazing career in virtual and augmented reality, having built some of the latest and greatest products that we've seen today from the Leap Motion and the Microsoft HoloLens. Rachel has an amazing aptitude for where the future is going with virtual and augmented reality, and we discuss the needs and the ethics behind it all. Take a listen to this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our main collaboration partner is the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner. The DBSA has a massive focus on how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications, technology, water and energy and have some incredible projects you'll be hearing about in a few months. Our global partner Deloitte is also a country partner with us, and we have been building an amazing relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. Working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Next is our strategic partner, who is also a country partner and has been on this journey with us for the last three years. MTN. MTN is Africa's largest mobile network and is leading the way in communications, bringing data and communication to millions of South Africans and Africans. Welcome back to another episode of Exponential Africa, where we are in the Singularity U South Africa Summit, the third summit of, of, in 2019, and it's been a, a beautiful, hot, sunny day. We are fortunate enough to be with Rachel Sibley, who is a Singularity University faculty on AR and VR. Rachel's had an illustrious career in augmented and virtual reality platforms, being one of the key developers and, and uh, instrumental people in developing parts of the Leap Motion, as well as that new cat, that incredible cat uh, anatomy. So we've got to give Kichi Matsuda credit on that. He was the lead designer and did an amazing job. And uh, you're working with some incredible, incredible designers. Rachel, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Mick. And thanks for being in South Africa. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love being in South Africa. We want to uh, really dive deep into the worlds of AR and VR, and you talk a lot about this. Where do you see AR and VR helping the, in the future of humanity? If we're contextualizing it specifically for South Africa, and then Africa, and then humanity, I would say education and training is a huge opportunity space. We have the ability to scale immersive learning with augmented and virtual reality. We can dematerialize and thus demonetize by digitizing the most high impact way of learning, which is fully embodied interactive learning. Where we have disparities in access to education, that really matters. So democratizing access to the best kinds of education in a place like South Africa and in Africa in general, that would transform the world very clearly. What you're saying is is the 60s, it's the 60s in action, Peter Diamandis' 60s, where 
you could create a lab at, at, a much, at a fraction of the price digitally versus having that lab equipment in, in reality, right? Correct. So we've seen this, for example, I, I know that you've created content like this with uh, man-made, yes. where students can actually learn about chemistry in an interactive narrative way where they're constructing oxygen molecules with the precise amount of protons and neutrons and electrons so that they have an interactive, immersive narrative experience. And we know from thinkers like Edgar Dale that after two weeks we tend to remember 10% of what we hear, 30% of what we see, and 90% of what we do. So in terms of retention and in efficiency in learning, interactive immersive learning is clearly the most high impact way to scale not only children's education or adult education, but also how to retrain our workforces, which is very relevant in a time of such massive shifts. I mean, it's really exciting. Instead of actually you know, learning about the universe, you could be in the universe experiencing it. I often talk about uh, the thought experiment, what would our children, what would our next generation look like if they had an embodied relationship to concepts like quantum physics, which some of us have some concept of, but very few of us have intuitive understandings because we haven't had enough learning in that context to really make educated guesses, so to speak. Whereas most of us understand Newtonian physics because we've been picking up balls and throwing them to our parents since we were three years old. We've had embodied learning experiences. So Newtonian physics is very simple for most people to grasp, and we understand gravity. Quantum physics, not so much. But if we could create virtual worlds where we could expose our young minds to these concepts, we would really open up entire new domains of learning and opportunity. Absolutely. I think a lot of guys are talking about this idea of tacit knowledge. It gives you this, this actual, the knowledge where you are experiencing, instead of having uh, knowledge where it's just you know a bit ethereal, it's it's real and it's physical and, and you and you can but by having it in a physical space, um, you, you, you it's more embodied and more immersive. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's very interesting because we have to strike this balance between the technology and our natural human inclinations. Correct. So we've actually been evolved by thousands of years of evolution to learn in very kinesthetic ways. We don't learn best the way that computers learn best. We are different. Our organisms have amazing sensory systems. This is actually part of why it's challenging to create truly comfortable virtual experiences, well-designed immersive experiences, because anything that doesn't shape up to our lived experience is subpar. So it's a, it's a challenge to design beautiful, immersive virtual experiences. But when you get it right, you can create such transformations for people through things like body transfer and immersion in fundamentally new, new environments. Amazing, and I mean, a lot of people, a lot of parents are quite scared about this virtual reality revolution because they worry that their kids will become unsocial, they won't be living in the real world anymore. What, what, are you, what is your take on that? We do have to really think deeply about the safety and ethics concerns of virtual reality specifically and augmented reality as well. And I would also encourage us to keep an open mind. It's natural to fear change. It's a very human instinct. And yet, these tools provide us access to so many new solutions to real human problems, so we shouldn't disregard them. That said, we do need more research on the impact on brain development. Right now, most headsets say that 12 years is sort of the age that you should allow children to start playing frequently with VR, simply because we don't know how it will impact brain development and vision. Thus far, interestingly, the one one thing that's been noted when we have children use headsets is that you are 
you're more quick to diagnose whether they need glasses because when you have the headsets on, it's more apparent whether a child has uh, a different visual experience than other children. So it's strange what emerges, and we, we have to do the inquiry. We have to actually test for these outcomes. So time will tell. Correct, to some extent, although we can design good experiments to help inform us. I mean, for me, VR, when I go into the different VR platforms, it's a, it's a very social environment. Yes. I'm chatting to people from all around the world. I've made friends Absolutely. in places where I never could imagine. And, uh, you know, people don't realize that it is very social and it's, and it, and it's going to change the way we socialize with each other. One of the things I often share is I have such, I feel so privileged to be able to travel around the world and work with people to build these experiences and share my views on them. But one of my favorite places to do that is in the virtual world. So at a conference, I tend to meet certain types of people. But when I go into the virtual world, I meet entirely different communities. And I always poll my audience because I'm a user experience researcher at heart. And so I find out there's a 16-year-old from Israel and an 85-year-old woman in a nursing home in Alabama whose grandson set up a VR headset for her. And she's going into a virtual world and interacting with people that she would never be able to access otherwise. That, to me, is incredibly powerful because it opens up the doors for all kinds of communities to connect with one another, to transact, to create businesses, to learn in new ways. You could imagine a future quite easily where a young child in Switzerland grows up playing with a young child from Bangladesh in a virtual world that is coded to look like the streets of France. That will fundamentally change who we think we are as people. It will fundamentally change how restrictive we consider our own identities to be yeah. and what the lines of us and them look like as well. Not to mention things like how do you police virtual workers who are moving across geographic boundaries. We have all kinds of questions to address in this space. We've run out of time, so we are going to carry on this conversation in virtual reality. Make sure to uh, get a headset so that you can join us in, in our VR platform. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and make sure to like and subscribe to our page and we'll catch you on the next Exponential Africa. Thank you. Man. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks. So there you have it. Virtual and augmented reality is set to change every aspect of our lives from the way we work to the way we play to the way we learn to the way we socialize. I'm so excited about this field and I hope you are too. Thanks and have a great day and keep smiling.